This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome to a special edition of This is the Way podcast here in November of 2021. I'm here to talk about the trailer for the Book of Boba Fett. It was released on various social media outlets on November 1st, 2021. Now, I saw the Twitter post in the morning, then watched the trailer on YouTube, and I'm excited and hopeful for the series, which is going to be shorter than a season of The Mandalorian, but based on what I've seen, no less impactful. Really? My first impression is that Filoni and Favreau have not handed the show to Robert Rodriguez in vain. The look and feel in the trailer are not wide off the mark from The Mandalorian. And look, I, I feel like The Mandalorian saves Star Wars in my heart. I grew up watching the original trilogy enough to wear out VHS tapes. Boba Fett was handled very well, in my opinion, by Filoni, Favreau, Peyton Reed, Rick Famuyiwa, and Robert Rodriguez in The Mandalorian. Now, while I wouldn't call the tragedy my favorite episode of The Mandalorian, it did coalesce years of fan dreams and wishes into what I think is a worthy depiction, you know, of the simple man trying to make his place in the universe. I, f- I feel like I'm talking too much here. Please, speak freely. I'm This Is The Way podcast host, Steve Lascalzo, and I'm speaking to you now on behalf of Cufflinks.com. The book of Boba Fett debuts on Disney Plus in December. You're starting to run out of time to shop for that special Star Wars gift for that special Star Wars someone in your life. Obi-Wan isn't your only hope. Go to cufflinks.com and take a look around. New items pop up all the time, and yes, of course there are Boba Fett-themed gifts. You don't need to hire a bounty hunter to find something. Use the filters to find items featuring Mando and Grogu, Vader, R2-D2, Yoda, Stormtroopers, TIE Fighters, the Death Star, the Millennium Falcon, lightsabers, blasters, walkers, speeders, Kylo Ren, Chewie, BB-8, and everything is well made, even their new, more affordable ties. There are more than 3,000 licensed accessories made by this small, family-run business. Cufflinks.com is the exclusive, officially licensed provider of Cufflinks for dozens of top-name brands, and Star Wars isn't the only one. Browse through a selection of Disney, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, DC Comics, some new Star Trek offerings this month, and fans of our This Is The Way Phase 4 podcast may recall we talk quite a lot about their great Marvel-themed items. Maybe you're looking for top fashion design names or sports-themed items from leagues like MLB, NFL, NCAA, NHL, and the NBA. And it's not all cufflinks. Ties, tie bars, clips, shirt studs, stays, father-and-son gift sets, lapel pins, money clips, pocket squares, socks, even a mystery box. If you go shopping, enter the Way 15 at checkout for 15% off everything in your cart with no minimum to buy. Whether you want to share your imperial side or let everyone know how much of a rebel you are, cufflinks.com has you covered. Check out cufflinks.com today. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Okay, let's talk trailer. It opens outside Jabba's palace and there's a spider creature that appears... I didn't immediately recognize it, partly because I'm watching on a small phone. But I admit it, even when I saw it, I forgot about the creature from Return of the Jedi, which is my favorite of the original trilogy. I've seen it hundreds of times. It's just a background creature, so I didn't immediately recall it. I 
didn't know what it was when I watched it on my phone the first time. I thought there was something crawling around and maybe there was like a lightsaber between its uh, claws or something. I couldn't tell. So when I finally sat down at the computer, Googled it to see what it is and where it came from, it was like a head slap moment. Of course, that's the thing from Return of the Jedi. It's walking out the door while C-3PO is walking in. It sent me down a rabbit hole, though. And I had no idea that not only was it canon, it had almost always been canon. It's not even something pulled from Expanded Universe. These spider creatures are carrying around the brains of monks that have been removed because they are so enlightened. And those brains were placed in nutrient jars that either sat on a shelf somewhere or are conveyed around by those mechanical spider-looking creatures. So they appeared in the movie... But they're also in the novelization and later an illustrated guide to Star Wars. The spider-like mechanical body is a BT-16 perimeter droid. It's specifically designed to carry those brains of enlightened monks around. They're from the Bomar Order. And I don't need to get too much into them. They're not like a branch of the Force, uh, I I don't think. They're just trying to understand the universe. And they are so non-threatening to Jabba that they were even there in that palace which is actually a monastery of course during Return of the Jedi they're based on surprise surprise a Ralph McQuarrie design and though they're never fully explained they do appear in Return of the Jedi that appearance makes them canon the explanation later you know you can say whatever you want but Jabba's palace is actually a monastery that is canon it doesn't change anything for me. If anything, I appreciate the inclusion. I trust we're not going to hear too much about them unless these creatures figure heavily in the plot. I imagine they will not. I think it's just a cool nod to the original trilogy. At any rate, the spider-like creature is clearly not where they're spending a lot of money because, in my opinion, the graphics on it are a little off. It's not very smoothly animated, in, in my opinion. That's fine. It really just serves as a way for the camera to pan over from the desert to put us back on Tatooine because we see the palace, you know, what we know as Jabba's palace. And it is Fett speaking first. He says he's not a bounty hunter. I'm guessing he means no longer because he most certainly was. Possibly. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. Now, if you have captions on, you see Alien 1 is responding to that statement with, I heard otherwise, and that's over a shot of Boba Fett putting on his helmet. We then get the Lucasfilm slate. Boba Fett paint job transitions us into a city sunken in a pit. This could be a city on Clatooine, and I'll say why I think so later. Fett and Shan approached, it looked like a courthouse to me, but the people of the city seem to either know who they are, or they just stop and stare based on, you know, the impression of them walking down the street. And then we see what I guess is the alien that's speaking to Fett in the, earlier in the trailer. It's an Ithorian. I grew up calling those guys hammerheads. This one's wearing a translator collar, though, so it's not mumbling gibberish little clicks and things. The alien says Boba Fett is occupying the throne of his former employer, to which Fett responds, Jabba ruled with fear but he's going to rule differently. I intend to rule with respect. Now, I've read and heard and watched discussions about how they're turning Boba Fett into a good guy. But when was he ever a bad guy? 
know, he's not Django Fett. He's accepted contracts, yes, and at least as far as we've seen in the Clone Wars and beyond, he operates by some kind of a code. Now, you may not agree with it, but he's operating amongst underworld figures. But hey, it's not like the Republic or the Empire operated without corruption either. I'm going to say this, and it might be controversial, but Boba Fett is probably less a bad guy than Han Solo is. I never made a deal with Kanja Club. Tell that to Kanja Club. Have I ever not delivered for you before? Yeah. What was the second time? Your game is old. There's no one in the galaxy left for you to swindle. We agreed. In exchange for the return of my armor, we will ensure the safety of the child. The child's gone. Until he has returned to you safely, we are in your debt. We see Fennec Shand operating as Fett's right-hand man, woman. She leads out in a Five Bosses style scene where she sets the stage and Fett proposes a mutually beneficial arrangement between the different groups there. I think we're all going to assume that he's taking over Jabba's affairs, left in whatever state they were when Bib Fortuna was sitting on the throne. In fact, for those complaining that he's a good guy, I guess... You could say this scene really sets him up as the big bad, doesn't it? I mean, he's trying to consolidate power of crime lords. He tells the table that instead of conflict, cooperation can make them all rich. And this is over Shan throwing a blade into someone, I think. And he's storming through an archway with his blaster out, heavies behind him. And then there's the words, every galaxy has an underworld. We see a couple of Twi'leks. I imagine they're going to be fleshed out as characters better than Bib Fortuna was, or even perhaps Kin or Xi'an from The Mandalorian. The ship formerly known as Slave One flies over a desert planet, and we hear a second alien voice belonging to a Clatoonian. So there's a table that Boba Fett is sitting at the head of, and there are Trindotians there, a human or two, maybe some Aqualish, and there is a Clatoonian there as well. Clatoonian says, what's to stop us from killing you and taking whatever we want? Which is basically what Fett has to either show or prove every single time he comes across a new gang, right? He has to do what he said before and earn respect. Because, you know, no one wanted to cross Jabba. He didn't have to do something every time. There, there was a reputation. So if this is a Clatoonian, perhaps that sunken city is on Clatooine the home planet of that race. Clatooine is apparently, from what I read, also in Hut territory in the Outer Rim, also a desert planet, so not too far from Tatooine. Also, the group on Sorgan in Season 1 of The Mandalorian that was terrorizing the Spotchka-making village, those guys were led by Clatoonians. Standing behind Luke and Han on the skiff in Return of the Jedi near the Sarlacc Pit, Clatoonians. Now, I'm not suggesting that Jabba's palace has some kind of a twin palace on Clatooine and that these are twin you know, planets or anything. I'm just saying maybe one of Boba's first tasks is to solidify his power so he goes from Tatooine to Clatooine, and that's the city we maybe see in the trailer. And we see him approaching the seat of the underworld power there earlier in the trailer as well, that courthouse-looking building. In fact, over the dialogue... There's a confrontation out in front of that courthouse building I mentioned earlier. Maybe they're surrounded in that trip. And judging by the way Boba and Fennec handle business, 
kind of like Boba Fett did in the tragedy where he's going crazy with the gaffy stick, mercilessly killing stormtroopers there, he seems to be doing the same kind of thing to this group of thugs. There is a bunch of Republic credits that tumble out of Boba's helmet. I think they're going to stay in his possession. You know, I, I don't know if that's before he goes in or after he comes out of that meeting. I like how it feels like we're going to see more of Temuera Morrison than him in the helmet. I think one of the drawbacks to The Mandalorian is that we didn't get to see the emotions from human faces as much. Now, you know, most of the show is about Din Djarin, our hero who must not take off his helmet. In this series, we get to see a little bit more of that, you know, humanity. After Shan and Fett handle that gang that surrounded them, they had shields and vibro axes or vibro halberds or something. Shan says what anyone would think that remembered rule under Jabba. If you had spoken such insolence to Jabba, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. You know, it's, it's perfect because she's telling the truth. Jabba ruled ruthlessly. Here, Fett is set up to be the benevolent underworld ruler. And the slate appears, and we're left to wait 10 more days until Disney Plus Day, where we get to see a featurette, I think, and we'll have more footage to speculate upon. There's one more thing I wonder, and it relates to the Bad Batch. We just learned at the end of Season 1 of the Bad Batch that Django had not just Boba Fett as an unaltered clone, but... They also made Omega. Now, I don't think we need it in the least. But I do wonder if Filoni and Favreau drop anything in the episodes that's going to hint towards Omega or towards Boba Fett being a an actual clone. I don't need that kind of a tie-in, but I am curious. What about you? Let us know what you think. Email us. This is the way podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at This Is The Way Pod or on Facebook.com at slash This Is The Way Pod. Don't forget we have giveaways from Cufflinks.com. You're going to have to re-listen to one of our podcasts if you missed how to enter. Both entering and the act of downloading another episode is going to help us out. Entering involves Twitter and email, and I can tell you that much because it's all over our social media. Please go check out the merchandise at Cufflinks.com. And don't forget to use our promo code before you check out the way 15 for 15% off site wide through the end of the year. And maybe even through our book of Boba Fett coverage that we're going to have later in the year and in early 2022. So if you wanted to watch two episodes of the Mandalorian a week to catch up on our rewatch leading into the new episodes of the book of Boba Fett, which start in December you need to start on November 3rd, which is tomorrow as of the recording of this podcast. I'll try to start remembering, mentioning that you need to get started on your, your rewatch, but you know you can watch two episodes a week from here on out and catch up. Of course, you, you have plenty of time if you want to rewatch seasons one and two of The Mandalorian one episode a night leading up to December 29th. You'd have to start then on December 12th. And by the way, that would leave you the Jedi episode for Christmas night. Thank you so much for joining me here for this special edition of This is the Way podcast. 
This is the way we react to the Book of Boba Fett trailer. I'm your host, Steve Lascalzo, and this is the way. May the Force be with you, always. Always.